Give and Take podcast with Brucey Chuff and Lush. Man down, man down. So, Lush is down again. The big fella. He's like Jakey Stringer, Brucey. He just can't get up and running in 2020. Rumor is chop. Yeah. He's got butt implants. Look. He's never had the backside. I've always called him Hank Hill from, from <laughs> um, what was that show called? Uh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. So he, his ass makes no sense to the rest of his body. Absolutely not. It so is flat. You know, it's he's got the big, strong legs, the muscular chest and arms, broad shoulders. Obviously, that incorporates the back. But then when you get to the backside, pancake, flat as a pancake, pancake ass. And you know what? Yeah, he was gymming. Plants, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, he I was gymming hard. Lots of squatting. He told me lots of like leg raises. <laughs> just has not been hasn't developed for him. But nah, the big fella's in. What is, uh, we don't, had, I don't know what he's doing. What he he had an endoscopy today. Ah, that's something stuck down his throat. Yeah, poor so bastard's been having a lot of heartburn lately and wanted to get it checked out. So, have you had one of those before? I've had two. And a colonoscopy as well. Colonoscopy well, is camera up the ass. Well, when I did the colonoscopy, what you got to do, you can't eat right, and you got to you got to drink this shit, which just yeah. basically cleans out your entire system. Yeah. I reckon I shut about fifty times before. Yeah. So the night before you start, you got to start doing the cleanse. Oh, so it's cleansing. It's, yeah. it's You're shitting out everything. Everything. <laughs> Think of like the worst gastro. I just yeah, I remember. So it didn't feel good. No, out. mate. It was like it was fuck because you still get, you get in the stomach cramps and shit like that. And so you couldn't eat. Couldn't eat. Now, when they did the act of putting the camera up there, you got when I went under. When you have it, I had an endoscopy and colonoscopy at the same time, so oh, really? I was out cold. So Damon wasn't out cold. Oh, he wasn't out cold. No, was he? I think he was. That's why he's so woozy. He's out of it. Yeah, you but generally go under sedation. Yeah, but like I'm assuming general. Anesthetic? Yeah, general. So he gets put to sleep. He like it wasn't until like a couple of hours ago he was out. Like yeah. it takes a long time for the general to wear off. Yeah, so, so unless he's still in the hospital. He might um, still be there. Well he went in really late. It was like four four thirty and he still hadn't had it done yet. So once they've done that what are they trying to see? Well, what were they trying to see with endoscopy? Endoscopy, obviously, the camera goes down there. They're looking for, like, any ulcers, tumours, anything in the esophagus, anything in the stomach to see what's going on down there. If he's getting a lot of heartburn, he, he could have an ulcer, yeah. could have some digestive issues, and the yeah. camera's basically in there, can see exactly, oh, shit, you've got this. Yeah, take that. So could be something causing it. Hopefully it's not too bad and just a simple fix for the, for the big fella. So he'll be back next week. And then I'm gone. And then you're gone to Bali. I'm going to Bali. I'm venturing. First time I would have been on a plane in over three years. Shit. First time international in over four years. You're an experienced plane traveler. I am. What are you like? What are you looking forward to most to the plane ride? Not to the getting to the destination. To to the plane ride. I actually don't like flying. (laughs) It's fucking annoying. It's the difference if you're flying like business or first class, it is a different kettle of fish. Like you generally in, can't wait to get on there. It's relaxing. Don't you look forward to When you're in cattle just, class. Just, okay, so no one in the world really can contact you and you got your TV shows or movie up, you get that up. 
Just binge for four hours. Flying jet star, so I don't know what I'm walking into as well. You got to bring your. This is where you need an iPad or a, use your phone. But like, I, can, I like it's. I would look forward to that. Like just to cut off. Well, unfortunately, I can't return your call. Can't message you back. <laughs> Ciao. Oh, look, I'm looking forward to it. Um, to switching off for a bit, it'd be cool because we we're meant to go to Bali twice the year. Well, I was meant to go twice the year that COVID hit <laughs> for the boys' bucks party, which we ended up down in Busso. Oh, yes, which was a ripper time, but I can imagine it being uh, ten times better being in Bali. Missed one on that. So did the, the accommodation where you're staying? Yes. You know what it is? Yeah. Do you want to look? So is it? It's like a villa in Changu. Luxury. It's like pretty fucking nice. Ultimate. Oh, it's not like 10 grand a night, stupid <laughs> like that. But it, So what's your plan for the week or the 10 days that you're over there? Uh, brother's obviously up there. He moved up there now. I think if you just slide, you can have a look. Um, he's organising a few dinners. There's a couple of parties. There's a, full, there's a few cool new venues like Cafe Del Mar is up there now and I haven't checked out. So there's some really cool spots that he's figured out over the last sort of two months he's been up there. So... Just go around with him. Hopefully get a round of golf in next week up in Uluwatu. Oh, so you're going to play golf over there? I'm going to try to. There's Are a you guy. bringing your clubs? No, no, I'm not bringing it. I just use, you can hire clubs for yeah. the day. So I'll just do that and um, train, relax, swim, fucking enjoy it. Beautiful. So how of a percentage of your trip, mm. how much do you think you'll be horizontal? Ooh. Horizontal. horizontal on the day bed, horizontal on the couch. I'm definitely going to be spending some time in the fins. pool laying down. Yeah, we got a pretty good pool and stuff. You just had a quick squeeze there. Um, a oh, lot. Oh, Finn's Beach Club as well. It's right around the corner from where we're staying. So laying on the day bed. Day bed there. Is it busy over there? Luke reckons not much tourism, but yeah. a ton of Europeans. He reckons. Really? There are so many Russian and Ukrainian people there. <laughs> Obviously, they've fled what's going on in their countries. Or, like, a lot of them have been there since, like, COVID started because, obviously, it's pretty harsh in their countries. Yeah. From what he's told me, obviously, speaking to these people. And they just wanted to get out. So, Bali seems to be a place that people have gone. And how many people have gone? A um, couple of friends are already up there. And then t- on Thursday, only one bloke's travelling with me. And then we're meeting another guy up there as well. So, there'd be about three or four of us. So, it's a boys' trip? Yeah. Catching up with the boys. There's a few, there's a few friends, girls and stuff that we know up there, so we could be catching up with them because I haven't seen them in a bit. You've been to Bali a few times. I have, yes. What are you looking forward to most about Bali? Scooters. Just getting on a scooter. I've got to go here and just fanging it. Not knowing, just looking around, not knowing where you're going. So you're going to get on and just take off. I am. (laughs) Funny story. First time I ever jumped on a scooter, I would have been 13, 14. Do you remember Andy Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. My, my good mate. So you got a scooter, and we're at. I remember we're at Grain Bucket Reserves, Burkett, uh, Reserve Burkett. Burkett, sorry. And we're in the car park, and I was like, I want to have a crack. And the age-old thing that if you've never ridden a motorcycle or scooter mm. before, what do you do? You floor the throttle, and then you release the brake, so the bike just fucking flies. flies. And goes, you, goes instead up. of taking your exe- throttling down or putting on the brake, you're just holding on. <laughs> and I hit this curb, and I went fucking flying over the handlebars. Lucky I had a helmet on. I had a helmet on because my back of my head hit the ground pretty hard, yeah. and I was just laying there like, oh, my fuck. <laughs> oh, what's happened? What's happened? 
didn't fuck the scooter up too bad, but that was like my first scooter experience. And I was so fucking nervous riding him up there. And then sort of Luke's like, if you want to get, I remember the first couple of times I started riding, Luke's like, if you want to get around Bali, you've got to learn how to ride a scooter. Because yeah. you can't do cabs and shit over there. It takes you fucking half an hour to get from one place to another. Yeah. On a scooter, it takes you five minutes because you can go in and out of the traffic and that. So, got to be cautious. It's generally how people fuck themselves up over there. So, do you eat much over there or are you just a drinker? Nah, I definitely eat. There's some good restaurants and stuff. Okay, so now... What's What's your... At the end of the trip, what, are you, what do you want to have accomplished? Do you want to meet new people? Yeah, always go up there. It'd be cool to meet some cool Bali people. Luke's going to be up there for most of the year, so I might get back there later in the year. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, meet new people, have some good time in the sun, Brucey, <laughs> and uh, relax because Bali's a wicked spot. It's so close, and obviously we haven't got to go there in, uh, what, three years now? Yeah. Look, I'll, it's not yeah, that I'm not – look, I would love to go to Bali, but if I go on there, I'd – Look at your house that you stay in. I probably wouldn't leave the house too much. <laughs> I'd probably go, you know, a few restaurants here and there. Yeah, just to have some nice food. Yeah, but you know, would I'm you be a scooter man? No, nah, not really. No, I uh, if I'm going out by myself, maybe. I'm yeah, going with kids and that. No, obviously. Oh, not. kids, no. no. Um, have you bring your golf shoes? No, so I was thinking that I was like, do I bring them? But I'd only wear them once because you can't really exercise. So what would them. you? What would you wear then? Your sneakers. No, just sneakers. Yeah. Just cop it. You might slip a bit, but fuck it. Like, yeah. Well, is it dewy over there? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very humid. So you got to go play probably in the morning or something like that because in the afternoon generally it rains and shit. Yeah. Although this is like the good period to go up to Bali, middle of the year. And your brother's playing or what? Um, yeah, he said he'll come have a hit too. Yeah. So we're playing with another guy we know that lives up there, Sam. So yeah. Be wicked to play one up in the water. Oh, I'm excited for your chop. Definitely. There's be some stories. Don't worry about that. You know, we're feeding him through to the group. You go into some nice parties and some meet some nice girls. Speaking of parties and girls, chop. Yes. <laughs> last night or this morning. This morning we had the Met Gala. Oh, fantastic segue, Adam. So I can't believe it's been a year because this is one of our more more controversial episodes last year. Well, we started chatting about this and a few people wrote in. Yeah, this is Damon's this was Damon's favorite episode from last year. It was definitely he loves different. talking about, you know, these types of parties. But Kim K won it for Who me. do you think won it? Yeah, so Kim, Kim K. K. <laughs> so she wow. wore a Marilyn Monroe dress. Yes. Now, naturally would you say Marilyn Monroe is most one of the most famous people in history? Had an affair with the president, so yes. All right. And obviously it's the dress she wore when she sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Now, I'm not going to do it in the voice because I don't want to put anyone through that. Can you go that high? Well, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, so that dress is rumoured to be worth what? $6.7 million. Now, she's not paid for that, surely. No, nah, no. Nah. She's been giving it to wear. Obviously, maybe someone's collector gave it to her. And then what, they're trying to resell it? she's got it. the blonde hair going and everything. That's She is on. striking. Fuck. I will say that. She has this, oh, how do you say it? This facial feature that, like, it's really hard to... The high cheekbones. Not to be captivated the by her. So you can understand why Kanye's a little bit fucking off it because he's not with her anymore. Did you, did you hear this shit about Pete Davidson? Supposedly her and Pete Davidson have been married in secret. Wow. 
And, wow. and Pete Davidson has her kids tattooed on wow, her. Wow, no, that's so <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> Is that is that not the most fucking weirdest well, thing? Well, first of heard? all, not his kids, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, I reckon as a stepdad, you need to be minimum. But he's only been dating her less than like two or three months. <laughs> I reckon 10 years before you even have the like, I won't call it the right, but the privilege of tattooing their names on you. So, like, they've literally been dating less than a year. Dude, it's been like three months. I don't think it's even been that long. Well, was it the end of last year? Nah, yeah, it, maybe end of last year, started this year. So, literally hasn't been a year. If they got married, I can see that it's fucking Hollywood. They do all that shit. But tattooing the names on the kids, like, oh, I'm probably, I'm, I've got not one tattoo on my body. I've got two boys, I probably wouldn't even tattoo their names on me. Right, mm-hmm. maybe I would. I'm not against that, but then, like, he would even be- barely know these kids. Like, he'd just be fucking. <laughs> he would just mean them. Like, they wouldn't even know him. Like, they, they would just say, "Oh, your Uncle Pete," kind of thing. He's definitely not stepdad yet. <laughs> yeah, like, you <laughs> can't even fucked. qualify as that. Like, that's fucked. But fuck, like, he's probably got a fucking hundred thousand tattoos on himself. He's got so, some fucking you know, shit. It all blends in. I would say. If I was him, I would probably say this was his coming out party. 100%. He's actually quite dapper. He actually looks presentable. Good <laughs> on him. Fucking good on him. He's swinging for the fences and he's got a Kardashian. He's doing well, old so P-Dave. He, obviously, they were the, probably the most talked about couple yeah. on that. Who was? Who else was in the uh, the limelight? All right, Bruce, I'm going to take you through a few a few photos. Blake Lively. Ah, oh, my personal favourite, Blake. How much of those two, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, they're just a couple goals? 100%. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds owns a, you know, a owns small a football, football club in Wales. <laughs> yeah. One of the, the oldest football club in the UK or in the world, one of them. Mm. He's a funny, handsome, good look. He's a fucking rip-roaring lad. Sold his gin company for $450 right. Rich, million. Obviously a very good actor. Funny. He's obviously very likable. So clearly, he ticks all boxes. Have you watched that Adam Project yet on Netflix? No, I haven't. It's actually not a bad film. Good. Good just to sit there and chill out. Put on the list. And Blake, natural beauty. Mm -hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. You reckon she's had much work? Yeah, they've all had a little bit. But like, it's, it's okay to have work when you can't tell that there's been work done. I agree. I agree. So, like, you know, it's, you know, every, everyone's trying to self improve. Some people go down that path. Yeah. Good luck to you. But she's just still looks like she's aging gracefully. She is. Nah, she's a stunner. Stunner. Her dress changed colours, which wow. was pretty fucking sweet. I wish I had a fucking suit that changed colours. Yeah. What would you change to? Nah, I just want to alternate, you know, a little bit of like blue, blue grey. Yeah. Would you go like a lighter blue? Like, or how like, light? Let's go black to like a blue. Yeah, but how light? Because there's navy, there's royal. There's We're talking like light, light blue. Nah, not not like aqua or turquoise or anything like that. We're talking like a nice blue. Oh, suit. a soft light blue, man. Yeah, I could do that. Okay, yeah, but like, is that who's that? That's Beckham's son and the billionaire. Ah, uh, they just got married. They just got married. He took her name. You fucking what? He took her name. It's there. Pretty sure. Oh, the hyphen. Hyphen. 
He's hyphened. They've hyphened. Pe- pe- what? You can't be serious. Now, Chop, that's a question for you. No, that's your answer. Okay. <laughs> there is no... She's Okay, so her family's worth billions, right? He's Very worth pow- h- hundreds of well, millions. David Beckham's worth about 400-something million, right? Let's yeah. just say that. Clearly, Rich, he had to sign a prenup. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't do need the that. money anyway. It's right. Like, if he, He's going to be fine. At what point... If she said to you, I want you to take my last name, not in any aggressive way, because if you, the minute someone gets aggressive in a relationship and says, you have to do this, you, you almost know that's a signal to say, it's not, gonna not work. from where. Yeah. If she said, I want us to do hyphen names, and she's like, I re- it's really important to me, like, you know, I really feel like, what would she need to be from a, a looks perspective, it's so out of, out of 10, from a wealth perspective? And from a call it a lifestyle, but that's a an intangible. Out of all those things, what would she need to be before you'd consider taking a hyphen in your name? Okay, so if you love the person, to me, they're automatically a ten. Yeah. Yeah, you're giving him a nine or ten because you're fully attracted to him. You want to marry him in the first place. Yes, you're going to be attracted to them personality wise and all that stuff, but looks wise, if we're going like that. To me, if you're at that stage, you're head over heels for the person. Like, they're a fucking 10 to you. So, yep. uh, money-wise, a lot. Because my name means a lot to me. Everyone basically calls so me by my last let's name. let's just say you're Kiari hyphen... Let's imagine Mule has a brother. A sister, sorry. Oh, brother. Kiari Mule. <laughs> Mule. Kiari hyphen Mule. <laughs> right. Yeah. How rich would the Mule family have to be? You'd have, you'd have to be something significant like this. So you're talking ten figures. I'm talking something Nine, stupid like figures. they're well-known family globally, well-known. I didn't even hear of this bitch, but supposedly, sorry, what I would you call this bitch? But this person, what would your dad say or your parents say? He'd probably you frown on it, especially because I'm, I'm one of the boy. If I look, it's interesting because obviously now they're starting a new. Family tree, almost. Well, look, they're still in the same tree, but they're essentially all their kids will take the hyphen name. Yeah. So clearly, she values her name, which is a valuable name, and mm-hmm. she's like, "I'm not going to change that." But then, and this is, you'll see a lot of couples they won't change their names; they'll keep their own names. Then, when the kids are born, they take most of the time. There's sometimes they'll take a hyphen. But most of the time, they'll take the dad's last name. I think that's and 90% so then of the time. Then you've got the mum who's got who's given birth to these kids and like done all the hard work, and they don't even have their name. So um, that's the that's the main that's probably the main reason why you know, females and you know, it doesn't have to be in a female male relationship it can be female female or male male whatever it is that they take the last name because. It's that family centric, so they're going to hyphen their kids, obviously. Hmm. So she wants, obviously, the world to fucking know that her name's on those kids, yeah. not Beckham. Interesting for me. Well, not just Beckham. has to be a lot. They have to be worth a lot of money in a well-known family. Otherwise, my name is my name. So what everyone calls me, everyone calls me Kiari. No one really calls me Chris besides my mum. So it's my name. It'd take a lot for me to change that, and I have to be a very good argument, other than. Oh, my dad wants me to keep my name. Well, I'd I'd go tell your dad that 
where you I'm a European culture, European based family. Yeah. We've got all that heritage. Um, it'd be very important to my dad, I know, that our name continued on. So hypothetically, your mum when she married your dad, she was Aguilera? Yes. Your dad says, All right, you know what? No, your mum says, I'm not gonna change my name. I'm just going to stick with Aguilera. Not going to. Not saying your dad's taking the hyphen. Then they have kids, and you're a Kiari Aguilera. Would you be Would you be happy with that, or do you think the hyphen's a little bit sort of too much? It's too, too big. Much. Too big a name, Kiari Aguilera. <laughs> it's fucking mouthful. Imagine typing that on the passport. No, um, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but obviously, when you're that rich and. Oh, yeah. Good luck to him. Anyway, is there anyone on this list that went there that was yuck? Uh, well, <laughs> yuck's an interesting word, uh, but there is one outfit here that blew my mind on what the fuck they were doing. Uh, oh, Ki- oh, I can't pronounce the name. Delave, Kiara Delave. Uh, it's Cara. Cara Delave. It's well, it's it's Delave. It's I know the last name. Delvinia or something. like Delave, that. Delave, yeah. Delavinia. Anyway, she takes this top off. I saw it. And what do you she, mean takes the top? She off? takes the top off. I saw her, I saw it on sunrise. Um, she naked? I, pretty much. Her, she's painted gold underneath this. You can yeah. see her hands gold. So she's all gold. Who is she? I don't know who she is. She's, she was in Suicide Squad. She's an actress yeah. and model. I think I remember her. Yeah. Um, all right, so she was you know, controversial. So she was dress. controversial. And then this bloke here, I never heard of that's him. That's a bloke? That's a bloke. I don't know what he he's wearing. He looks like that fucking witch of... Um, Witches? No. Well, yeah. But... Oh, it's... I'm trying to think what you're thinking of. Nah. It kind of looks like Monty Burns off The Simpsons when he plays that Dracula yeah. as well. It is just a weird ensemble. Big... Puffy, like a big puffer jacket, but it's like a wedding dress. Oh, it's like what do you call those massive ball gowns? That, yeah, yeah, but it's like bomber airplane. Oh, that's jumper. terrible. This is pretty sweet. This is Gigi Hadid, another famous person. Big bomber jacket style dress with like red. She looks pretty sweet. That so, looks like a doona. Yeah, it looks <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that looks comfortable. It, but it looks sweet. She looks like an, she could be like an evil evil character. You know in those movie. jackets where you like it's like they're like puffer jackets kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like like the, that. like the vest we wear. Yeah. When it, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty out there. I mean, that's pretty sweet. Oh, that's really comfortable. She looks like you know she looks like um, the queen of um, what's it called the the old oh, school. Oh yeah. Um, the Mad Hatter and all that. What's that called? Oh fuck. Alice that. in Wonderland. Oh yeah. Off with his head. So. What's the theme for this shit? Just crazy out there shit. It's a Met Gala. Yeah. It's meant to be all about artists and, you know, fashion designers. What about, like, was there anyone that sort of did something like, you know, bleached their eyebrows or something like that? Kendall Jenner. So Kendall she Jenner. She bleached her fucking eyebrows, oh, as you said. fuck. So Kendall. she looked like she basically didn't have eyebrows. You're a beautiful lady. You don't need to resolve that stuff. It was very strange. I yeah, she's... She's dating my guy, Book, Devin yes. Booker. Yes, she is. And we can't have this bleached eyebrow stuff. Good thing is he wasn't there, Adam, yeah, because I'm, he had more priorities right now to take right. care of. He had game one in the Western Conference semifinals against Dallas. 
this morning. Give us a bit of a rundown how you think you went. Now, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty dominant performance by the Suns. Like we, from start to finish, led the whole game. The scoreline was closer at the end because I think we let them get a few buckets. But generally speaking, they they weren't at our level. Now it's one game. I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but fairly confident in this team. Mm-hmm. You know, we should win this series, but you know, Luca is the best player from both teams. But we have the the best overall team. So you think he's better than Devin right now? Oh, he is. Oh, there's no debate on that. He is actually. He's probably. Is it because he's a better he's rebounder? A, he's a top five. Top, nah, it's just because he's, he's an overall better player. But having said that, I I love Devin Booker. He's good on defense. He's good on offense. He's a real silky shooter. Yeah, he looks really good. He's a, oh, he's a great overall basketball player. I'm not unhappy with Devin Booker. Like I wouldn't trade Devin Booker for Luca. Having said that, the Suns could have had Luca mm-hmm. because they picked DeAndre Ayton over um, Luca. Ayton's a good center though. Yeah, no, like, like he's a he's like for our team, he's good. Was he was he out for an extended period this year? No, I feel like he was. Uh, a couple of games, but not extended. No, but he was like a so. He's a he's a very mobile center. He's really good on defense. But what I will say is this: if we had have got Luca, we wouldn't have Chris Paul. And Chris Paul is, you know, I really wanted to win this title because he deserves a one. Um, They're saying now or never for Phoenix, from what I've been reading. Well, this is naturally you you got to take got to strike while the iron's hot. So, you know, next year there'll be other teams that will come up. There'll be other teams that'll be good. We'll still be competitive and compete. But there's like we we will we have the same season we had this year where we finish eight games ahead of the next best team, the best team all season. Yeah, now we just got to finish in the playoffs. But you know there's competition out there like the Heat, my boys, the Heat, who belted on paper aren't impressive, but we're a team. You know you have good players and you're going to be in the conference finals because you will take care of Philly. We're going to belt Philly. I How think- long's Joel Embiid? Well, he could come back for game three. What happened? Did it happen in that game? No. So no. he, in the last game of the previous series, when they were up by 29 points, <sighs> got an elbow to the head. Why is he still in the game? With four minutes to go. Um, that's the question. What? Now, with four minutes to go, they're up by 29 points and he's still in the game? Doc Rivers isn't the most Doc Rivers lost the plot. guy. But, like, yeah, I probably would have pulled the starters probably at five or six minutes. Not because, like, you're guaranteed to win, but, you, like, I would have pulled at least Embiid. Because, like, he's the guy they can least afford to lose. You're not winning without him. And no as chance. you saw today, they got pumped by 20-odd points. No chance at all. But, like, what I will say is this. If he comes back game three and game four, they're probably going to be down 2-0. He's got he's to become – like, he's just got to, like – Win them like they got to win those games. James Harden's a bit of a pretender, isn't he? He's how do you say it? Not as good as everyone makes out. No, or just can't carry a team. The guy was for fucking ten years one of the best players in the league, but he just dropped quickly. Like it's all of a sudden he's just fallen off the cliff. Yeah. Now, will I be surprised if he comes out in two days' time and scores fucking thirty-five? has 15 assists and they sneak a game to win. No, I won't be surprised about that. But I'll say the chances of that happening, fucking slim. Not Tyler Hero. He, he balled out today. 
Good shooter. Got Quite a right. song about him by Jack Harlow, one of my favorite tunes. Well, it was like they didn't have Kyle Lowry today, but the Heat need the Bucks and the Celtics to go seven games. If either of those teams wins that series in five or six games, I think they're the better team and they will beat the Heat. Not saying it'll be easy, but they'll beat them. Mm-hmm. If it goes seven and it's a bruiser series and it's back and forth and they come out, they're a little bit tired. The Heat, they have home ground advantage, home court advantage. They could come out and get those first two wins. Quickly, yeah. Just, you know, like kind of surprising. Not surprising, but, you know, the other team, they'll be trying to they'll be trying to win, obviously, and they'll be playing to their best of their capabilities. But when you're a little bit physically damaged, you they could sneak two wins. So all of a sudden you're up 2-0 and if you just jag one of game, game three or four, you, you, you win those series. Like if you're up 3-1, you win. Mm. So they needed to go seven. Is game one for them tomorrow? No, it's been already. Bucks won in Boston. In Boston. In Boston. So I'm expecting the Celtics to win game two tomorrow, which will make it 1-1. In Boston? In Boston. And then I think they'll split again. And I think the minimum this series goes is five is um six games. So Boston for me have been we're floating under the radar. Like I didn't really picture them doing too much this year, and then because they haven't really altered the team too much. Is it more like the players have come on, like Tayden's come on this year? Smart, from what I hear, is almost defensive player of the year. Yeah, so they got a new coach, Brad Stevens stepped down. They brought a guy on, old Spurs guy. Yeah, but basically. Their first twenty or something games, nothing was clicking. They didn't look like they didn't look like a team at all. And there was probably talk about maybe potentially trading a Jalen Brown to um to another team. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to like because I think they 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 thought maybe not the team, but the media thought, oh, that these guys are just not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna progress. Yeah. All of a sudden, they just fucking switch defense. They become the best defensive team in the in the league, and Tatum's playing unreal. So yeah. they didn't actually add that many players. They brought in one maybe player, but Horford went no back. Man. Horford, he'd been at Boston for years anyway, so he already knew the system. Yeah, and like they are legit. Like they're legit contender. Well, we'll say is this: they they have been drinking their own Kool Aid a bit. You know, like mm. they are. Everyone talked up Boston. They were a two seed in the Eastern Conference and they, you know, had a great season. But, you know, it was at the expense of Milwaukee, who are the reigning champs, have the best player in the league. Jonas is like, you know. Who do you reckon wins MVP this year? Well, it's going to be probably Jokic. But, like, Embiid would be a th- deserving winner. It'd be one of those two. So who's in the other side? So you got Celtics, Celtics, Celtics Milwaukee. Bucks, Heat, Sixers is yep. the East. The Suns, the Mavs, and then you got Memphis and Golden State. Who are playing out a good series. I think that's going to be the best series of this four in terms of the most competitive. Yep. I'm hoping it will be because I really want that series to go seven, selfishly. But what I will say is this. I can't see Memphis winning the series. Not because I don't think they're like they're a good team, just... I feel like the experience of Warriors will get them over the line. Yeah, got some good young Memphis, Wiggins has come on a lot this year. Memphis is the youngest team, one of the youngest teams in the league. Yeah. Great young team. Will be up there for the next five, six years. NBA is a bit different to the AFL because once 
players get good, they get paid, so they then Stay. you can't keep them. Oh, yeah. So they've got to leave. They've got to get leave. Most of them have got to leave to get paid. So you can keep guys around, but you you know, got to manage them a bit and you've got to pay luxury tax and all that. Mm-hmm. I think the Warriors will, will outlast them. Yeah. They did win game one in Memphis, so they've already got home court back in their favour. And they've got Steph Curry, who's, yeah, legit. And they've got Poole and Wiggins and Clay Thompson fucking – Draymond Green. The band's back together for Golden State. Yeah. I would, you know, if it's the Suns Warriors for conference final, it's going to be a tough one. But I wouldn't mind knocking them off. Yeah. Just, you know, that solidifies us as a legit team. Not well, we are a legit team, just more, yeah. When I look back at the end of the season, I'm confident we'll win the title. And we say we beat the fucking Warriors in the conference finals. We didn't get any, like, Oh, we got Memphis, and then they were too young, and they were overawed by the occasion. Nah, fuck it. Let's have the Warriors. Let's go fucking six or seven yeah, games. All right, love it, love it. All right, Chop. NFL draft. The so, Cowboys. What did they need to, before we get into draft? What did they? What did you want them to do? I at wanted the draft? to get a defensive end to replace Gregory, which they could have got, but they've gone for an O lineman in. I think it's Tyrone Smith or Smith. Did they lose an O lineman? Uh, off season, I think you did. I think we did, yeah. Yes, we did. One went to the Bengals. So um, you wanted a defensive end. Did they get one? No. Yes, later on. Later on in the draft, they got a pass rusher. But I was looking at the rankings and what the media in the US are ranking and grading of the team. So the Colts got an A+. Plus. <sighs> Giants got an A+. Plus. Probably couldn't really fuck up picks five and seven in that draft because there's no superstars they just needed to pick what they need, and they got uh, Fido or Fire Thibodeau. Thibodeau, who I really rate and I liked. Well, from there the was Ducks. talk about him being the best player in the draft. He's a bit of a premium. And the reason he slipped was that there was rumours of an attitude issue, which is just bullshit. Which you know, apparently the Giants met with him a lot, like yeah, maybe double digits. And the media, maybe the media or other teams misconstrued that as they weren't sure. And yeah. I think they put out in the media that that oh we're not sure about Thibodeau. We're just gonna we're trying to like understand and do our research to scare the first four picks from not taking him. Yeah, yeah, it's a smart move. You got to play those games, and so I that, think he's going to be a sensational player in the NFL. That smacks really of obviously him. the new front office at the Giants. Because Dave Gettleman could not pull a move like that. Dave Gettleman yeah. flat out was senile. Dave Gettleman shit. would probably have told someone at NFL Live or something like that, oh, yeah, we really like Thibodeau. We're hoping he doesn't get picked before us. So he'd say something shit like that. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. It's Philly signing AJ Brown as well in a backdoor trade with Tennessee. Oh, yeah. That has now tipped our whole Eastern Conference or West Division. NFC East. NFC East on its head. Now it's Philly are real Philly you've got some weapons now. I've reserved judgment on Philly because I don't back I don't I'm not gonna say I'm not rating, but I'm not confident in Jalen Hurts. That's but the only thing we've got. But he's got, got some weapons. That's the thing we've got, got, got going for back, us, Dallas. He's got, a, got wide receivers, got a tight end. Yeah. Um you know, he's clearly they, they clearly think their team's ready to make a leap and that they can get the Cowboys. But what I would say this is that 
if you're like if you're in like the Giants in the NFC East, it's not out of the realms of possibility that you can go like a a nine and eight, no, and win make the playoffs. The problem being is right, Adam, and this is solidified what I've always said about Danny Dimes is he's not the guy because <laughs> <laughs> New York hasn't picked up his fifth year. They're basically saying we're going to see how you go this year, kid. If you if you ball out, we'll give you a deal. If you don't, you we can again ciao. So, five years of having a shit QB. They've got weapons. Mm. So, you can't say they don't have weapons. Saquon pretty much got through the year or most of it without getting injured. So, hopefully he, for the Giants' sake, can build on this year and have an injury three off season. you just saying DJ's is not going to do it. He's not going to do it. That's the problem there. Jalen Hurts is probably the only QB. I love the fact Carson Wentz is back in our division because <laughs> Washington are going to absolutely honk. Worst decision of any – like, you cannot tell me after what you saw at Indianapolis that this guy is going to be good at another team. Well, He's the not fact is they, they gave up they gave up picks for him. We got a second and a third rounder. Second you had to give a first third. rounder to Philly, though. No, we, we obviously traded a first and a third to Philly, but then got back from Washington a second and a third, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Either – yeah, so, yeah, it was definitely um, – that kind of thing. So, yeah, I was happy with our draft because we what we were able to get a player that we wanted, and then we were able to move up later in the draft to get someone, you know, without giving up too much. Pick the right players. Pick guys that were ranked a lot higher than where they were picked. Mm-hmm. There was some guys that got picked in the draft. They were like, you know, why did you do it then when you could have done it at fifty picks later? But generally speaking, it wasn't like the best draft. No, hands down. Because since there's no, I, yeah. no QBs, really. Hands down, since I've been into college football, which I am probably just as much as I am NFL, this was by far the worst calibre of draft I've seen. It's more orientated around defensive players, good wide receiver core. Position, skill position. No, no big names, really. So, so Hutchinson from... The, um, uh, Michigan was probably one of the biggest names. He went to, so he's gone to Detroit. What uh, position is he? He's a um, pretty sure he's a pass rusher. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the quarterback that went in the first round was Kenny Pickett. Went to went to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Steelers. Now, what I would say is he's twenty four years old, and he played for Pitt. Right, played for Pitt, but he's twenty four years old. So generally speaking, he's ready made. No, well, <laughs> he is what he is. He's not getting any uh, – he maybe get a little bit better. But he's at an age now where he's either going to come in and make it like an immediate impact mm. or he's a backup quarterback for the rest of his career. Yeah. Because, like, these young QBs that come in, they come in at 21, 22, and they're a little bit raw, so teams know they've got to give them time, but they've got talent. He's they've probably further skill. on down the line. I honestly a lot think more games. why the fuck did Steelers pick him up in the first round? Who was going to pick him up in the first round? No one. Uh, yeah, I can't see no anyone. One. No so one. So then really he would went. have gone to the second round. And if you're the Steelers, don't you look at it and go, "Well, Willis was still on the board. There was another guy that was still on the board." Don't you just go and go? You know what? If he falls to us at the second round, late, well, mid mid second round, mm. we'll take him. If he doesn't. It's all right because he's not going to bite us in the ass. Well, here's the thing: this definitely shows they don't have faith in Mitch Trubisky, and 
They're well, they're going to saying, compete, both of them, obviously. Well, yeah, I would think Pitt comes in and starts competing for the number one position straight away. Yeah, no, and sure. And Trubisky's probably going, fuck, and back up again. Yeah, but they pay him nothing, and he's not there. Like, I mean, he'll expect to play, but I honestly think the Steelers will be in for a hard year. Don't uh, – sorry, Sam, but yeah, I don't Sam, think you're making Sam. the playoffs. I don't think you're bullshitting your way into the playoffs like you did last year. Absolutely bullshitted their Speaking way. Speaking of bullshitting – there's a football club we watched on Friday night, Chop. It was lovely to be in a box. I've never been in a box that nice. Thank you, Adam, for taking me along. No worries. And that's all I've got to say about that game. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not leaving it there. Come on. you got to... We suck. What's, what, what do you want, want me to say? I want you to go say? fucking hard at these pricks. Why? You're the only one that really wants to go hard at them. Yeah, I don't I just, really get... Every, like, every team goes through this. Every team shit yeah, for a while. Yeah, but you're going to be shit for a while. Yeah, but that's what you think. But your, your I, I was list there. is old. I was there. Who's, when your, I, who's your good young yeah, players? It's all right. It, I was there when we finished bottom of the fucking table with Ken Judge. A little bit different because you had young players at that time. Yeah. And you had guys coming through. There's... Other than Oscar Allen, there's not really anyone coming through in the under 23 age bracket. So then, do you make drastic moves at the end of the season? Do you train some of your big names? This brings up some of the things someone mentioned today in one of the group chats was mid-season trade period. I think it needs to be inevitably happen. It has to happen. We have to be mature enough. Teams can add to their premiership hopes. It can change the dynamic of a team from going from, say, 7th or 8th position all the way up to a top 14. Well, hypothetically, look at it from two sides. First side... The team looking for a player to to have a chance of challenging. So if you're the Bulldogs sitting in ninth at the moment, but grand finalists last year, you know three and four, they're probably going to run. They w- they will probably make finals. They should make finals. If you say if the Eagles said, look, you know Jeremy McGovern, now you've been a great servant for us, but you're 29, turning 30, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in our next Premiership team. We're going to be at the bottom for the next three or four years. Yeah. If the dogs try to do a deal for Jerry McGovern in the off-season, dogs wouldn't give up more than a uh, second round. Maybe a late first rounder. Yeah. During season, they might be just a little bit more inclined to say, we'll give you a first round pick. If we can this, we think this this, is going to... If McGovern's going to be the difference between us being uh, knocked out First, second week, or being the prelim and a chance to make the grand final, they'll fucking do the deal. Same with Geelong. They were like, you know, they were talking about it. Nick Nanui. They don't have a ruckman. They don't have a genuine ruckman. Reece Stanley's, you know, he's hit and miss. He's pretty, you know, he's average. But if you say Nick Nanui come in, starts fucking hand feeding their midfield, would would Geelong give up a first round pick? Yes, absolutely. Like, we could get (laughs) 15, 16. So there's two. Jack Darling, I don't care what anyone says to me. Anyone says, <laughs> to me, well, the most he's worth is a late second, third. But some someone, team, a good team would come and but pay. But if someone him. says, if St Kilda says, you know what, we need that third, we need that third tall. Let's go with Jack. Fucking bang. There's a th- late second. So you're saying right now, right, the and then trade Gaff, out, and then Gaff. But you know what? You can speak to this as as a as a fan of that club, but would you much rather cop the next fucking 10, 15 weeks of just getting absolutely belted, but you trade those players out, get absolutely belted, but you beef up your draft hand, you go into and you go into the draft with three or four first round picks, two or three second round picks. Let's just oh, say you don't even need to you've ask got me. Fucking I'd love six that. or seven within the top forty. 
you'd fucking do it, wouldn't you? I, I would. Honestly, I but would. I just don't think the AFL is ready. They're not. They're not programmed like. Yeah, but they, they need to be ready. I, I I agree. I think they should need to become more like every other sport around the world, where there's a mid-season trades or trade transfer windows. That players who aren't getting gigs, this is the other thing as well, there's players that aren't getting gigs at clubs that could go play for a Gold Coast or could, or could come play for the Eagles right now and yeah. play footy and get more of a shot. Well, I love, you know, Luke Bruce, I, like, I love Jack Gunston. They're at the tail end of their careers, probably not going to be in our next flag tilt. If someone said to me, if there was a, you know, a team at the top end of the ladder, you know, off the top of my head, say Carlton, and they said Luke Bruce or Jack Gunston, probably Luke Bruce more so because they, they lack for that real small, small crumbing forward. forward. They'll go, you know what? Yeah, we're going to finish in the finals. Our first round pick's going to be 15, 16. That means our second round is probably going to be 30, 35. If we said to the Hawks, all right, we'll give you our first, you give us your second, so you move up. And then we'll throw in a like a late third or fourth, whatever, and you give us Luke Bruce. I'd probably say, yeah, do it. Do you reckon the AFL is scared that teams are going to do their asses in to try go I for reckon, a flag, re- and it's going to completely fuck up the whole? Well, league. you know what it also do. It will also enable so that top end team, right? Currently at the moment, they go for the flag, but they keep the first round pick. Maybe at the end of the year they trade up. But if you take that first round pick, that shrinkens their window to go for the flag. So then the bottom team doesn't have to wait because at the moment, realistically, and, and no one can sort of convince me otherwise, the minimum it's going to take the Eagles is five, six years to get back to the top. That's generally a rebuild. If you did that draft stuff, you could probably shrink that to three or four, right? A couple of years, shave a couple of years off. Also, it shrinks the fucking other window. Yeah, you know, you're not going to have teams that sit at the top of the ladder for fucking so what six are, so years. Okay, let's say we trade players. What do, what do those teams do who have traded a player for draft picks? Are they allowed to go pick up supplementary players? No, well... So well let's say we trade Nick Nat. Let's say up here we get rid of Gov, get rid of Nick Nat, get yeah, rid so of Yeah, so you've got to have rules in there. Like, we did a drastic example. You're probably not allowed to trade that many players without getting some... Players in return. But then you'd probably go... If you're trading to these teams, you've got these other fucking list cloggers on their list. We'll t- do what the NBA and, and if, like, mostly NBA do. They take, all right, we'll take your, your shit contracts back. You know, we leave them in our team. Sometimes they buy them out and then send them away or whatever. But you, you take the shit players back. So, like, hypothetically, um, I don't know that many shit players, but, like, there's, team, there's players that aren't playing. You just take one of them back. Give them a game. They're, okay, let's like, say Geelong will take Menegola. Yeah. WA boys and all that. Say, oh, we'll take Menegola. I up in fantasy today. That's why I remember. Why? <laughs> you reckon he'll get a game? I reckon he's coming back in the next two weeks. All right. But like you say, yeah, you pick up Menegola. He comes and plays for the Eagles. He fills a gap for the next 12, six to 12 months, maybe next year. You know, you, so you don't have to rush a young player in. I honestly think they should do it. The sooner the better. I think there's enough noise being made now that it'll happen in the next two years. Well, what's stopping it? Players Association or Players anything? Association. Because then it's, ha- it's in their favour. What happens with teams and salary cap issues then as well? Well, I think if a player gets traded this year, that sh- that salary has to stay on the team that had that player. So you have to cop this year. Yeah. 
right? And, and then, then they, they, they get it. they take it on and for the next year. Then they have to make moves to get under salary exactly. cap. Okay, yep, that's fair. I like but that. then, like, people need to get over like the fans. Like, we care. Like, ultimately, I want my team to be fucking good and competing. And the quickest way we can get there, fucking do it. I'm not. I'm not loyal. Team, I'm not, not loyal to the players. guy that's wearing it. I'm loyal to the jumper. Yeah, up, so. I agree. I agree. I'm loyal to the fucking team. At the end of the day, I back. I back the Eagles to bounce back quicker than five or six years. Do you think Simo's the right man? Um, honestly, if you're telling me there's big, there's been articles going around about us trying to go for Clarkson. There's been articles around about us throwing the kitchen sink at English and Jackson. I like what I'm hearing. If that's what we're doing, wait, would Cl- you, you'd be happy giving up draft capital to get English and Jackson. Yes. But isn't that the whole point? That it's no we don't point. have draft capital to give. We're going to have to give players. No, but like, okay, but like, if you're realistic. Well, we English, English is 23. Yeah, but like. English would be in our next premiership if we're going so for you, it. So you get him, you give up something. Luke Jackson's fucking 20. Yeah. I, I don't think they. Luke Jackson would be think, the best player in the league. I don't think you're ready as a. No, I'm saying ready as a club, but like. Where your team is on the rebuild to do a deal like that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But I'm hearing, like, obviously a few people said that we should go after Clarks and a few... I don't it, think you'd take that job. You reckon he won't, but, like, to me... Like if you're if him... A co- if a coach like that... Well, Perth's a fucking great place to live, buddy. No, but, like, think about it this way. So you're Facilities the, best, you're the off- best coach of the last three decades, whatever it is. You get to have the peak of... Any team that becomes available. If you're a coach at his age, what he's done, do you want to take on a full rebuild straight like from ground zero? I, I just don't think – I think there's other tangibles that we're not looking at. I think you're looking at where does he want to live. Is the facility – like West Coast have some of the best facilities in his entire league. That's where I would potentially want to look at for a get a bit. Like if we're comparing it to the Kangaroos, it's like fucking chalk and cheese. Well, I don't think he's gone to Kangaroos, but where would you? Where do you reckon he might go? Leon Cameron's going to leave GWS. You reckon GWS? Well, think about it. Like he goes to a team. Ready, mate. We all think they've got talent. Yeah. If he can just like with Toby give Green them a in that little <laughs> bit of like no, mate. They honestly they genuinely like I look at their midfield. And I cannot for the life of me go. How the fuck how are they the not fuck better? How the fuck are they not better? But. Leon Cameron's been there ten years. He's probably done. So if you if you get Clarkson in there, and he says, not says, but if he can just get into a little, commit to a more of a structure and do all that, they could go. To, they could be a fucking top four, top sixteen next year. I think year. the worst thing GWS did was re-sign him because, to me, after you know, I watched the Amazon Prime show. Didn't inspire. I was like, this guy's like he's coaching fucking fifteen year olds. <laughs> the way he speaks to them, I was like. I can't get behind that. When If I was a grown man and I was getting talked down to like I was some dickhead, and granted, like the young kids still, like 20-year-olds and all that, the weird fit on me, that type of coaching, the older yeah. you get. And I, I don't think – I think it shows. Like one week they're on, next week they're like, fuck this, can't bother playing for him. So if – if oh, when did they give him that contract? A couple of years ago. Yeah, after well, they like, – Did they think maybe that there wasn't someone out there that they could get that was better than him? I think they thought maybe they're onto a good wicket after they made the GF and thought, fuck yeah, next year we're going to get back there. But they gave him the contract at the end of 2020? Yeah. Well, all for the, another two years? All the rumblings coming out of there is like they've completely shut him out. Like, So yeah. he's going. I, I can't see. He'd have to like go on a fucking unreal run, make the top. But that's to their detriment. Make the prelim. That's what I mean. Like, 
yeah, would you want that? It's just like almost like a false bravado kind of thing. But so he's out. I, I'm fairly confident that Stuart Jew's probably going to be out. It's a Gold Coast. That their basket up. case. They never got off the ground, have they? And then you've got, you know, you've got other teams that will, if they find out Clarkson's available and gettable, they might move, make a move on their coach. On okay, so give me that's more juicier. Give me one of those teams. All right, so say you're. Oh, it's actually hard for a team Bombers. in Melbourne. Yeah. I don't think you'd go to the Bombers, but say the Bombers. Because Ben Rutten's not the answer. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's it's hard to say because he's early in his coaching career, but... Yeah. You can't, you're going backwards. They had a better year last year. Clarkson does hate Essendon, so I don't, you know, it'd be hard for him to do it. But, yeah, I think the most obvious ones are... GWS Gold Coast And look If the Eagles job Becomes available He would consider it I'm, I'm not saying he wouldn't But if I Like if I get to pick And I'm picking a team That I can mould quickly And become a contender Eagles are the Yeah The furthest thing from it Cool But I don't think you're going to Sack your coach He's three years away He's three Four years removed From a flag It's like don't think so. Tough one, but you can't go get pumped by 100 points every game. It's nope. just you start to lose sponsors. People start to question it. Like, we've got a chance of losing three games by more than 100 points in a row. Yeah. I've never heard of that in my lifetime of being an Eagles supporter. Um, you, you're talking about players. Like, we watched that game on Friday night, and you're just talking about people that they almost forgot how to play football. So uh, you're f- not hitting targets, turning the ball over. We made Richmond look so good last week. And they're not that good. And they're not that good. They made a lot of fuck-ups that we just didn't capitalise on. Uh, so many players are so – they look so underdone and out of form. It's just like what happened in that preseason? Because obviously we, we knew about it having a lot of injuries and that coming out of it. Something has gone horribly, horribly wrong yep. in that preseason. And – it clearly is showing. We can't run our games. Well, you, you're we not starting games, so yeah. you're fucking good luck finishing it when you're down by and it's 11 just, goals. It just keeps piling up. We've lost Jackson Nelson. <laughs> Probably the best thing that happened to the team this year. But Wiverton's out, who I think has been one of our best all year. Um, Rioli's just been out as well. Um, and I think there's another two or three they have yet to announce. So they have to go on the COVID protocols. You're going to... Get belted this week by Brisbane. We're going to get fisted. Then you're going to play Melbourne. And Chances are you get fisted. belted then. I don't know who you play the week after that, but it doesn't matter because at that point, any team that plays the Eagles will just look at it as a percentage boost. Like that's, that's that's what they're going to look We're at. We're too much of a prior club to, to have deteriorated this much, and this is well, why I think if these next two weeks go the way I think they're going to go, Adam Simpson gets a chop. I think it's okay to lose. It is okay to it's lose. It's just the way you lose. We are getting, we are uncompetitive. So we've like been I'm uncompetitive all year. We played one competitive game or two, and that's when we had next to nobody in the side, which well, is North Melbourne, Collingwood. Yeah, you know, I know my team's rebuilding. I know we're fucking transitioning. We're You're competitive doing all that. though, but we're competitive. We took the best team in the comp. We had ten points. We had the same amount of scoring shots. We're in the game for the majority of the game, for nearly the whole game, and we could have won if we had a little bit more luck. Yeah, but. At least they're showing something that I, I can have. I, I have hope for this week and for yeah next year and for the year. Oh. Like, it, at this point, anyone that's realistic looks at the Eagles team, and there is no hope. 
Mm. I think the Eagles have tried to change a game plan in the off-season and it just hasn't worked. <laughs> they haven't been able to get it going. Well, and that's why Simpson keeps saying there's a lot to fix. So obviously they're trying new things and it just hasn't been able to get going because we haven't had the cattle on the field to get it going. And I, I guarantee you it will be easier next year because every supporter of the Eagles will look at their team and go, no, oh, we're not expecting to win. To problem, me, yeah. problem was they came into this season before the COVID stuff, but... Yeah, they were expecting still to play finals. Now, I we're a proud club I battle. didn't think that, but if you you were a supporter with hope, I I can get that why you think that way. So it's it's hard. I remember the transition when I went from the Hawks, where you're a good team, and then they just went, they just became shit. And I was like, I still thought they could win every week. Mm. And then once I accepted, no, they're not that they're not that good. They're going to lose. It's a lot easier as a supporter. So next year will be fucking piece of piss. Oh, yeah, we're rebuilding. We're expecting to lose. We're expecting to get belted every now and then. We're going to cop beatings. But every now and then we're going to show some light. Young players are going to step up. That's going to be all good. But now it's like there's no young players stepping up, getting belted, and it's a fucking hard to watch. Very hard to watch. And on that note. <laughs> See you next we'll, week, boys. We'll wrap it up. Listening to Any Given Take. Follow the boys on Instagram and Twitter at Any Given Take.